When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Eurotales. Today we're talking all things Werther Bremen. This German football club has been making waves lately. They celebrated their 125th birthday in style last weekend with a 1-0 win over Mans. And let me tell you, it's not just a one-time thing. Since the end of 2023 and the new year, Werder Bremen have been on a roll, going seven straight Bundesliga games without defeat. They boast four wins and three draws, and historically, only Bayern and Dortmund can claim to be more successful in German football folklore than this great old club, which is a German football institution. It's not just on the pitch where Werder Bremen are shining, they're also making major moves in the transfer market. Just a few days ago, they've pulled off a major coup by signing Manchester United wonder kid Isaac Hansen Aaron. The 19-year-old attacking midfielder said uh-uh-uh to multiple contract offers from United and instead chose to join the Werther Bremen revolution seeking more first-team opportunities, a similar deal where Angel Gomez left United a few years ago. It seems like United know they could have potentially made a mistake that might kick them up you-know-what in the future because they have wisely inserted a sell-on fee into the deal. Talk about a smart move by Werther Bremen, but that's not the only exciting sign for Werther. They also brought in a giant French midfielder, Skelly Alvaro from Lyon, who stands at a massive six foot seven inches tall, and an Argentinian right-sided centre-back, Julian Maltini, who has already scored on his debut. The Argentine is a defender. They're just a couple of youthful sprinkles they got in the transfer market, but they also have one in-house exciting, explosive winger who can run at supersonic speeds, 22-year-old Justin Nyaima. He was a postman not so long ago and suddenly, out of nowhere, when everyone thought Fertig Bremen were going to struggle when they lost Nicholas Fulkrug to Borussia Dortmund, they have an exciting young squad led by an exciting young manager at 35 years of age, Oli Werner. So what's the secret to Werther Bremen's recent success? Well, we have Bundesliga guru Runa Peterson back on the show to give us the inside scoop. He'll be answering some burning questions about the team's manager, the transfer strategy, and a recent cash injection by new investors. You must understand that investors coming into German football is very alien. All the clubs there are fan-owned. And of course, we'll be reminiscing about Werther's fairy tale season back in 2004 when they won the league and the cup. Enjoy!
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Runa, welcome back to the Euro Tales abode. What is going on at Werther Bremen, my friend? Are you shocked by their recent resurgence going from the bottom tree to potentially European dreams? Yeah, I'm a little surprised. Um, they had a quite poor start to the season. And uh, yeah, they were in the, in the middle of a, of a crisis in December uh, when they beat Augsburg 2-0. And um, yeah, they haven't lost a competitive match since then. Um, so they're on a bit of a roll at the moment, but it uh, hasn't all been good, I think. Um, actually, they lost um, before the second half of the season. They lost to Braunschweig in a friendly. And, uh, and at the time, you could sense there was a real fear that they would fall back into a slump. Um, but yeah, that hasn't happened. And uh, they almost lost to Bochum in their first game, uh, Bundesliga game this year as well, but were saved by a deflected shot from Niklas Stark in stoppage time. So, uh, and they were a bit lucky against Mainz too in the, uh, at the weekend. So I think um, luck has, has, has been a factor. Um, but I think while things often went against them in the first half of the season, um, maybe they needed that bit of luck to, to get back on track. And obviously time has been a big factor as well. Uh, needed time to get used to life without Nicholas Fulkrug and also for the new signings to settle in. As you said, they, they certainly rode their luck at times against Mainz. How impressed are you with their young manager, 35-year-old Oli Werner? Yeah, I think uh, I really respect the work he's done at, at Werder. Uh, he took over at a very difficult time um, back in 2021 and replaced Markus Anfang, who resigned after allegations that he had faked a COVID pass. Uh, so that was a bit of a shock story in the German scandal. press. Scandal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huge scandal. Um, and yeah, then he took them from mid-table to promotion. So uh, says a lot. And uh, they were never really in danger of relegation in the first season after promotion, which is very impressive, um, even though they struggled after the winter break. Uh, so he's, he's clearly a coach with a clear f- philosophy and a good man manager as well. He's the type of coach uh, who manages to get a lot out, out of his players. I think uh, the fact that he's taken uh, Marvin Dux and Niklas Füllkrug and transformed them from solid second Bundesliga strikers to German internationals uh, says a lot about the the work he's he's done at the club is he highly regarded in Germany? Yeah, I, I feel he is. Um, I think Werner and Werner got a lot of deserved praise for the first half of last season, which was quite impressive. Um, but then they were actually the second worst team after the the winter break and, and had a poor start to this season as well. So it's been a bit up and downs since the promotions promotion. Um, and he's faced some criticism um, for especially for the for the first half of this season. Um, it was a bit it was it was pretty tough in December when they turned things around. Um, but generally, I think he's well respected for for getting a lot of a lot of the material he has. Um, and as I said, the way he's, he's managed to to get the most out of out of his players and and a rather thin looking squad actually um, having to. To, to cope with the, with the loss of Fulkrug has obviously been really hard. And uh, and now he's managed to to find another striker uh, in Jinma, who's, uh, who's really thriving. He looks sensational, doesn't he? He caught my eye, Runa, when I heard 
he was doing an interview after a game with uh, the Bundesliga website and it came up on the graphic at the bottom, worked as a postman. He's certainly delivering this season. What's his background and how good do you think he's been this season? Yeah, it's it's gone really fast for him. Uh, he was out on loan to to Dortmund's reserve team last season um, and did quite well there. Um, but obviously, that's that's on a, on a much lower level. Um, so the fact that he's he's come back and and performed like he has has been a pretty big surprise and a, and a great story. Um, because as you say, he's a bit of a late bloomer, um, and it probably looked like he would never get that breakthrough at the highest level. Um, but he's uh, Fast has good technical ability, knows how to finish chances, and then he has uh, that belief in, his, in himself. So that is really important. Um, seems like he, even though he, I mean, he, he he has respect for the for the journey he's taking, and uh, and that is taking a while for him to get to the highest level. He also shows that self belief and that confidence when he's when he's on the pitch. He's not afraid to take defenders on and and, uh, and take a shot from a from a narrow angle. Um, so so now I just feel he. He needs to to show that he can perform at this level consistently and keep performing like he has in the past few weeks um, to to take that next step. And for those listeners who haven't seen much of Werther this season under Oli Werner, what kind of football do they play, Rune? Is it attacking? Is it counter-attack? Um, I'd say it's a counter-attacking, pretty direct philosophy. Um, when they're attacking, they're in a 3-1-4-2. And when they're defending... In a five-three-two, um, and they have two really hard-working midfielders in the in the center, uh, Stay and Lune, um, who are pretty physical as well. So they're they're quite physical physical team who don't mind sitting back and and then trying to hit opponents on the on the counter in a very direct way. Uh, and they either go um, over the flanks using their wing backs uh, to send in crosses. That was. Um, a big part of their of the game last season, especially with Fulkrug uh, having a big physical presence in the box. But obviously, now that he's not there anymore, they still have Dukes, who's who's all right in the air. But they needed to to find a different way to create chances, and that's been, I mean, part of of their struggles this season, uh, trying to find out how to play without Fulkrug because he was such a big part of their game. Um, and now they also uh, they they use Njinma to to move in behind the defenders and. Um, and play some passes in behind. Um, so that's that's quite a new aspect to their game, I feel. Um, the fact that they're also trying to to play a bit more through the middle and uh, and use through balls to to uh, score goals. As you said, they're losing a player like Nicholas Fulkrug, who was the vulcrum of their attack for so long, leaves a void. And their transfer strategy since seems to be signing young players. What, what do you make of their deals in the transfer market. I feel um, they brought in two quite interesting players from Belgium in, uh, in Olivier Deman and Sen Lune, um, who are now starting to show what they're capable of. They needed a bit of time, clearly, to to get used to the Bundesliga and also to settle in, um, basically. And then they also brought in some quite interesting signings in January. Uh, Malatina, uh, Skelly Alvaro and uh, Hansen Arjen. So looks like they are looking at different markets and, as you say, looking to sign young players. Uh, obviously, they also brought an experienced one in last uh, summer in the shape of Navigator, and that didn't work out at all. So that was total miss. Um, he, he's barely played and seems to have both fitness and, and disciplinary problems. 
Um, but apart from that, I, I think it's quite clear uh, that they're that are trying to bring bring in young talent uh, with the hope of developing that talent further. Uh, and as we talked about earlier, Werner has shown that he's capable of making players take that next step. Uh, so it seems like a quite good strategy. It, it seems to be working for them so far. They have been haunted by money worries in the not-so-distant past. And there's news breaking over the last few weeks of investors coming, injecting 38 million euro. This is sort of alien for German football, isn't it? How have the fans reacted to a group of investors coming into the club? Yeah, obviously, um, as you say, that's um, always, always difficult for, for German football fans to, to accept outside investors. But I think this agreement um, sort of acceptable for that because of the terms. Um, the Ultras have protested against the invest- investors, um, but it feels like, seems like most fans support the decision. Um, I saw uh, a survey in, in local publication, Deichstube, uh, where they asked, I think, 7,500 fans, and 96% of them said they were in favor of the investment, which is quite amazing uh, because, I mean, I mean, it, it is a big thing to, to get used to um, in German football where, where the clubs are fan-owned. But basically, they, they, they've sold 18% of the shares to a regional group of investors um, who does not have any influence on, on the operational business. And also, it's a, it's a consortium of, of people and companies uh, that are in the region and who have long-standing ties to Werder. Um, so obviously, that makes it a lot more acceptable for the fans, uh, the fact that they know that, hey, this is people who actually care about Werder. Uh, and at the same time, uh, they can't uh, resell the the shares to 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 investors from Russia or China, for example. They have to mount up a list of uh, of terms, uh, as I said, for the agreement. Uh, and and on all, all circumstances, Verda always have the right to say no to a potential buyer if if they were to try to re- resell some of the shares. Um, so, I think in in conclusion, Verda have done a lot to ensure that their shares don't end up in the wrong hands, and and that makes it a lot more. Uh, acceptable for the fans it's palatable isn't it and as you said when the fans see how busy they were in january they can start to get excited with some more money into the club finally runa verta some of our listeners might know back in 2004 was a fairy tale season they won the league and the cup did the double do you think the good times are coming back to this great old german club and can they qualify for Europe this year, despite that wafer-tin-looking squad? The good times are back, at least for now, I think. As I said earlier, um, not to take anything away from their performances, but, but luck has been on their side recently, and that's also been part of the, of the story. Um, but with that being said, um, I think they're showing the right mentality to, to get the results and... Uh, and take that next step, especially with the with the money that they that they now have, have to to invest. Um, but I'd be really surprised if they qualify for Europe this season, given the competition. Uh, I don't think that their squad is strong enough for that. And um, I think everyone at the club will be quite satisfied with the mid-table finish, uh, especially after what happened in the first half of the season. If they if they can just stabilize, um, use the rest of the season to stabilize and get a, a mid-table finish, that will be totally fine uh, for everyone involved, I think. But then uh, they will have the funds to improve the team next summer uh, and and maybe take that uh, next step forward uh, if they keep signing young, exciting players. And uh, who knows what can happen. 
like you said, that's one of the really good knock-on effects of financial fair play, isn't it? That these young, exciting talents, even at Manchester United, on the fringes of the squad, they're gettable now for teams like Verta because the Uniteds of this world have to settle the the books, isn't they? Have to sell. Yeah, exactly. It's really good. Thanks so much again, Runa. You are a fountain of Bundesliga knowledge that I always turn to when we need to find out all that's happening in German football. Will you please remind our listeners where they can see and hear more of your fantastic work? Yeah, um, I'm the editor-in-chief of BullyNews.com, uh, which is a Bundesliga site uh, covering all things German football. Um, so everything from rumours to profiles, interviews, uh, also fantasy Bundesliga stuff. Um, we're really uh, interested in that as well. Um, so that's where you can find me. And you can find me on Twitter as well, uh, or X, if you want to call it that. I'll put all the links in the show notes, mate. And Thanks. how are you doing on fantasy this year? Are you having a good season? Yeah, it's going all right. Last season, I finished fourth in the world. So that was wow. uh, quite something. Um, this year, I'm, I'm about... 15th in the world so uh, still very acceptable but uh, very trying not to compare too much to last season because that was you, special you're an oliverna yourself Runa. do you <laughs> have any verta bremen players no it, it, not at the moment but i'm i might bring in a few players for the coming match days they have a nice run of fixtures so already noticed that maybe in jinma will be in my side next week we'll see <laughs> There's a secret tip from Rune, an exclusive. Thanks so much, mate. Can't wait to have you on again. Yeah, just ask any other time and I'll be happy to join you again, Liam. You're listening to Eurotales, where European football stories are explored one at a time. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, Werther Bremen, eh? From the second tier to surviving relegation worries to losing their stair striker and Nicholas Fulkrug, to having money worries, to all of a sudden having a squad of youthful, exciting talent and an exciting manager who's just 35, Oliveira, and is fast garnering a reputation for himself for developing and nurturing young talent and improving them. Fantastic insight as always from Runa. That's all we've got time for this week. Enjoy, keep an eye out for Werder Bremen this weekend where they play Heidingheim, another surprise package, who just came up winning promotion last season and they have no relegation worries whatsoever. Heidingheim have a fantastic assist machine by the name of Beste. Listen back to our Bundesliga Bargains episode during the January transfer window where we talked all about Beste's prowess. Till next time, be well. Thanks for listening. Don't miss us between episodes. Simply follow our socials, links in the show notes, or simply search at EuroTalesPod on Twitter. Podcast Network.